69 offense. He was giving them the business. I like Pittsburgh, I always have. If, if they had a bigger airport, I'd live here. <laughs> and that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hello and welcome to the Backyard PA Football Podcast where we discuss high school football between Pittsburgh and Morgantown along Interstate 79. I am Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And Jeremiah, how are you doing on this fine Monday night? I'm doing good, Grell. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good myself. Um, You know who isn't doing very well right now, though? And that is our third host, Carter Newcomb. Do you want to explain that or should we just say he's a little bit under the weather? (laughs) Oh, he's not under the weather, but uh, just keep it updated with Carter. Uh, we all three go to Waynesburg University. Um, Carter's roommate has tested positive for uh, corona. Um, his roommate is doing fine. His roommate is in his home. Um, Carter is in quarantine until – I talked to him today until um, next Friday, so the 16th. Um, he gets tested tomorrow. Um, Carter is doing well, and uh, that's all that matters right now, as well as his roommate. His roommate is doing um, a lot better today than he has been, so uh, just keep Carter and his roommate, as well as everyone affected by this virus, um, your thoughts and prayers. But Carter's doing well. He wishes he could be here and covering this Friday and next Friday. But um, just keep Carter in your thoughts. But uh, as of right now, he's doing well. Absolutely, and we're going to try to remember him as we continue this podcast. It's just going to be me and Jeremiah here today, and there won't be a video podcast for this one. It's just going to go straight up for you guys, for your ears to listen to it. Um, And you can find that podcast just about anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. But if you're listening to us now, you're in the right place, so stay there and listen to this whole thing. It helps out our numbers and retention rate, which we're very proud of. And... uh, Speaking of that, you can go check this out on PF Football News as well. Go look at all other Pennsylvania high school football news on there. Uh, we'll have the full plugs later in the show. But, Jeremiah, let's kick off this week's of games. Are you excited for this week here coming up? I am very excited. Look forward. Got to go today for the game of the week. Look forward to covering the city game. First time, 21 years. The so first time in my lifetime. Uh, really looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere at Trinity High School. I'm sure of it. Absolutely, and hopefully they're able to let in, you know, I know the <clears throat> governor's cracked down once again on the number of people in the game, but hopefully uh, they're able to let a couple fans in because I have a feeling that environment, out, especially outside the stadium, is going to be very um, tense between those two teams getting that rivalry back. First time those two teams are playing in 21 years, but we'll have the full preview of that coming up in a couple games. Uh, let's start off with our first full preview, though, going back into the Tri-County South. West Green, 13-point favorites on the road against Bentworth. West Green has had a tough two weeks losing to Avella at home and then Carmichael's on the road. Um, they are looking to rebound here against a Bearcats team that lost last week to Jefferson Morgan by four points at Wiley Stadium. Um, and then you look at this game last year. We talked to Trent and Owen over the offseason. They mentioned how much the game last year meant to them getting completely destroyed by Ben Jackson, uh, something like 80-something to nothing, 82 to nothing, 82 to 10 maybe. Um, It was a very lopsided affair last year, and getting this game back in Bentworth means that this 
this is going to be an intriguing matchup this year now that West Green is kind of reloading this year. So um, I'm going to ask you first off, uh, Benworth is still the underdogs despite returning more than West Green does. Do they have enough in the tank to exact revenge from their loss a year ago? I, I do think they have enough left of the tank. Uh, losing to Jefferson like they did definitely hurt there. Um, but I think they have enough left in the tank to keep the game competitive. But I think West Green and Coach Hanson, after the last two weeks, I think he's finally going to get his boys ready. And uh, I think they're going to go out and show they have something to prove um, on Friday night and really, you know, improve the rest of this season and, you know, get ready for next season. Because that's the thing. This Pioneer team is basically returning everybody next year. So, uh, you know, this this Pioneer team isn't done, per se, maybe this season, but they'll be back next year, and they'll be a whole heck of a lot better. I think the biggest matchup in this game is going to be what we see when we see Bentworth's defense match up with West Green's offense, like this, this might be a much different game, a much more low-scoring game than last year because what we've seen from West Green over the past season or over this season, you know, in their three games, you've seen very good defensive performances even against Carmichael's, um, holding Carmichael's to 26 points, a team that scored over 40 the rest of their matchups, um, West, and then you know holding Avella to 21 where that they could have scored much more. They had a lot of turnovers in that game. And then Mapletown, you know, holding them under 10 points. But um, on the other side of the ball, you know, Benworth's defense is very strong, even though they gave up 40 points to Jefferson Morgan, so maybe not as strong as we thought. But having Trent Cavanaugh and Owen Patrizic in the defensive backfield is big for them. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see, do you think, you know, what Wesley Wipke is up to the task of going against that secondary and linebacking core from Bentworth this game? Yeah, you know, I know Cole Fowler, who isn't the normal starter for Jefferson, Threw for three touchdowns all to Owen Maddich of Jefferson, which Owen Maddich goes about six four, six five. Um, and I think West Green will try to uh, pick on those safeties and corners as well for Benworth. I think uh, I look for Nathan Orndoff to have a big game um, out of wide receiver for West Green. I really think he'll have a big game. Also Hunter Hamilton and Dalton Lucy. But I think I think when you look at the intangibles that Orndoff has, the size and um, just he doesn't look fast on tape, but he's got long strides at the six three frame that Orndolph has. You know, he's incomparable size to Owen Maddish. I think that West Green tries to do a little bit of the same um, that Jefferson did in their big win against Bentworth. All right, and let's pick this game here again. West Green, 13-point favorites, and I think I'm going to go with the over for the Pioneers just because of what we saw from Bentworth last week wasn't a very impressive, even though they only allowed a four-point loss to Jefferson. I think West Green is a much better team than Jefferson is this year, so I'm going to go with the over, but probably just slightly, maybe like you know a 14-17 point win. Yeah, um, I got West Green on the over. Um, Nathan Orndorff has a big game, um, and I think the freshman Colin Brady really opens a lot of eyes. I think Brady has a huge game, and I got the Pioneers on the over. All right, moving into our full preview of the interstate slash century. I guess it's just the century now. Um, the Fraser Commodores visiting Charter Houston Bucks. I will be going to this game uh, just like old times. Me and my roommate Nick Hosselt are going just the two of us together again. Um, we haven't done that since uh, the end of last year when we were in Norwin High School. 
Uh, but um, Frazier visiting Chargers Houston. The Bucks are six-point favorites at home. Uh, which players out of this game? Obviously, Braden Boggs is injured most likely for the rest of the year. But out of, outside of that, uh, which players do you think are going to emerge in this game and really pull the favor toward their own team? Uh, well, just looking at Frazier, I mean, look how big of an impact Kenny Fine had. Um, in his first game back against Waysburg Central last week. I think Kenny Fine, I think Dom Dorkin needs to have a big game for Frazier. For Char Houston, I think Tavion Miller, um, I think he needs to have a big game. I think, um, you know, Miller has a big game for Char Houston. Um, I think Char Houston can easily win this one. It should be a very good game. I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, and I think they're both tied as well for uh, third place in the conference. So that's exciting. You know, whoever wins this game um, can say they were <laughs> the last team or the first team out as far as the playoffs go. Uh, but just looking at Chargers Houston now, uh, their line, we, we've said all season and going into the season that the Bucks line is very undersized. And Frazier has all that experience coming back, whether it be Nick Vitale or Payne Pinto or any of those guys down um, in the trenches. Do you think Chargers Houston is going to have enough to pull favor toward them as far as play in the trenches go this game? Yeah, I, I honestly do. You know, they've held their own up to this point in the season. You know, they were right there with Wash High for a lot of that first half. Um, and we know how big Wash High's line is. Of course, first one comes to mind, big Andre Porter, the Boston College commit. But I, I think Char Houston has enough on that offensive line and to get the ball to the athletes outside and give them time to – Work their magic per se. So I think Char Houston is going to be right in the thick of things here with this Frazier team. And then you just mentioned Kenny Fine. Uh, is this a game where we really see him take over? I know Chargers Houston still has a very good defensive backfield, um, good linebacking play, um, and that defense is always something extremely strong year in and year out. But either way, is this a game where we really see Kenny Fine kind of break out in this conference? Um, yay, nay. You know, I, I think I think Char Houston's defense is going to be really good. I, I think uh, they they know Kenny Fine's going to be their big athlete. They're going to go to with Balls being out. Um, you know, if they watch the tape at all against Waynesburg, they're going to definitely know that. Um, so I think this is going to be a really big game for Dom Dorkin to come out and you know prove what he's got. You know, the backup quarterback. Um, obviously, Braden Ball is one of the better quarterbacks in the conference um, when healthy. But I think it's I think it's going to be a big game for Dorkin to prove what he's got. And then let's pick this game. Uh, Chargers Houston are six point favorites, and I'll let you go first for this one. Man, this is probably one of the tougher games we've picked in the last couple weeks, honestly. Um, you know, oh man, this is really gonna be tough, girls. Um, give me the Commodores under and win. Give me the Commodores. I am definitely interested to see the quarterback battle with Dom Darcon and seeing how he pro he's progressed through the season. Obviously, last week was much better than his games against Ligonier Valley and McGuffey um, the weeks before. But if he was not injured, I, this would be a battle of coaches' sons at quarterbacks where we see Braden Boggs on one side and uh, I think it's Terry Fetzko on the other side for Chargers Houston. Uh, and I think 
he's really Terry the latter Terry Fetzko is really going to shine against Frazier and Frazier's defense and we've seen what Frazier's defense has looked like when it's been tested against Ligonier Valley and against McGuffey and it's it's it was good in the first half against Ligonier Valley and kind of fell apart when all those guys got injured um, I'm interested to see what Kenny Fine looks like in the defensive backfield but either way I like the weapons that Charter Houston have and that is why I'm going to take the Bucks with the over at home. You didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> I did not actually. Uh, but I think this game. I think this game's honestly flip the coin. I think this will be a really good game. Um, it's a shame Brandon Balls won't be playing. We know that. But with, even with that being said, I think this will be a really good game. Um, I'm really shocked that you didn't pick Frazier. I'm shocked that I picked Frazier, honestly. <laughs> um, but I think this is going to be a really good game. It's going to be one of the better games um, that we see this year. I really think so. Yeah, I'm hoping it just goes down to the wire. Um, I'm hoping for a game that is kind of similar to the West Mifflin-Laurel um, Highlands game that we covered a couple of weeks ago where it went right down to the wire. Two teams were, that were extremely competitive, and it just ended up being a great game at the end. Um, another game that we're hoping, and this game is going to be ridiculous, I'm hoping, for you especially, um, Wash High at Trinity. Trinity at home, three-point favorites. The first game of between these two teams since 1999. Um Big history between these two teams. City League rivalry is back. Um, this game only happened because Uniontown kind of chickened out of the season early on. Um, and, wow! Yeah, <laughs> chickened uh, out. Listen, I'm not I'm pulling any you. punches. I'm gonna I'm, quote you on that. I'm not pulling any punches after they canceled their game against TJ last week because that was kind of basically the only reason they did that was because they played Belvernon and TJ two weeks in a row or not not even yeah no that's 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 kind of sad you know i play i I just want to say you know i played on a very bad football team you know early in my high school career and and not once did we ever even think of doing something like that i i I don't know i just that's 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 me that's just me um i think that just hurts the program too more than it helps and honestly but you know that's not my decision. Who am I to judge? Yeah, but anyway, um, because they left the season so early. At the Thank God they there, did. Thank God they did. If I might add, gets yeah. this great game back. And it just so happened that the same week Trinity was scheduled to play Uniontown, Wash High had an open date because they're only playing with seven teams in the century this year. So Wash High still had not filled that open date. And Trinity was looking for an opponent. And here we are, Wash High and Trinity once again. Um, who do you think, and this game is just going to be ridiculous. We saw Micah Finley really stand out last week against West Mifflin and their talented defense. And they got Drew Kane in the backfield and Caden Colson at quarterback and a really, really talented defense. And then you look at Wash High and they got Fuse, who's just getting under his legs at quarterback, a super talented backfield. And then the defense, which just has studs across the offense or studs across the defensive line. Um, but beside all that, um, which what do you think is going to be the biggest matchup of the game, whether it be the defensive and offensive lines in the trenches, whether it's going to be Cannon Colson against, you know, Vandal Page and the, the linebackers, or whether they're going to, it's going to be Micah Finley against, you know, the talented DBs that Wash has got. I think the big matchup is going to be Trinity's offensive line versus Wash High's defensive line. And more specifically, 
Tyson Brophy of Trinity versus Cameron Carter Green, who stepped into becoming probably the second best defensive lineman on that team behind Andre Porter. Cameron Carter Green coming off the edge has been a nightmare for teams in the Century Conference. But look at Tyson Brophy. Um, what I heard from Carter, Tyson Brophy made Nakai Johnson, who, if I might add, is a four-star recruit and going to pit, uh, made him basically invisible for the better half of that game against West Mifflin. So I think that's going to be a huge matchup. Look for Tyson Brophy to be leading the charge on that offensive line for Trinity and opening up the holes for Micah Finley. We know he had four touchdowns last week, three through the air and one on the ground. So I really look for Tyson Brophy to get a lot of that offense ran behind him Friday night. Yeah, and it's going to be huge in the trenches and probably in a bit overlooked you know, matchup between the two teams is I think seeing a sophomore quarterback in Davon Fuse going up against a really talented Trinity linebacking core with Peyton Thompson and Elijah Schoolcraft in there. Um, do you think, you know, Davin Fuse has really excelled against the weaker competition in this division, but he, he didn't look very well against McGuffey's talented um, linebackers. Uh, do you think we'll see maybe more of the same with a young quarterback in there? Um, I think he'll look a lot better than he did against McGuffey just because he's got more games under his belt. He's got more confidence. He's playing against his former team, some former teammates. I'm sure that'll play a big factor. Um, you know, he'll still have his struggles, don't get me wrong, just the, 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 the young inexperience uh, he has. And he's playing a very good defense that Trinity has coming at him. You know, they return nine starters from last year's team. Uh, this Trinity team is good. You know, this Trinity team is on the verge of making the 4A playoffs. You know, they need a little help from West Mifflin this Friday against McKeesport. But, you know, Trinity's right in the mix of things in the Big 8 and 4A. You know, this is going to be an awesome matchup between these two teams. I can't wait. I'm sure tempers are going to be flaring up. You know, there's a big rivalry game. There really is, you know. I don't know how much these these kids playing in this game know how much a rivalry it is. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the connection is between Trinity and Wash High nowadays, but just stories I've heard from locals and people close to this game, you know, uh, listening to Bob Gregg, you know, the voice of uh, WJPAF, uh, you know, football for the past, you know, how, oh my goodness, 30 plus years, maybe 40, you know, he knows how big this game is. You know, he's also a Wash High alumni listening to him talk, you know. This is a big game. This is a huge game. You know, they played first every year for years until 1999. And for whatever reason, you know, this game hasn't been played in how long. But, you know, I, I feel these coaches will, you know, let these, you know, let the let the players know how big a game this is. And I'm sure the community will let them know as well how big a game this is. And just think how many senior classes have come and gone without, you know, playing the the school closest to you it's it's ridiculous um but out of these two running back cores and we've seen you know wash high's talented running runners whether it be vandal page of the backfield mike allen uh tayshawn levy uh amari miller the, the the names stand out and they've been standing out for two years now um and then you look at Trinity, and they're they got Micah Finley, you know, whether out of the backfield or at wide out. They got Drew Kane back there. I think they got Peyton Thompson back there as well. Uh, 
out of these two running back core, who do you think is really going to stand out? You know, if you could just pick one player to really excel in this game to get it the most handouts, the most yards. Ooh, that's going to be a, that's a tough question. Um, as far as who I think will get the most yards, I think Micah Finley will, just because I, I think Wash High will have a dynamic attack. I think they'll really run um, several of their backs, which they mostly do anyway. Um, I look for Mike Allen to get a lot of the carries, though, just his size, you know, his size is very good. Um, Compared to the rest of those running backs we mentioned for Wash High, um, I think his size will be do well for him in the Wash High Prexies against that Trinity defense. So um, picking both, I think Micah Finley obviously is for Trinity, and then I, I think Mike Allen needs to have a big game for Wash High. And then let's pick this game. Trinity Hillers, three-point favorites at home. Um, you know, this is a game where – I think Trinity really flexes itself. I think this is where Trinity really says to the Whippeal that we're a team that, I mean, they basically did that in the McKeesport game, but they lost. I think this is a game where they really turn the tie. They say, hey, you know, this isn't the Trinity of last year. This isn't the Trinity of the years before. Um, this is the Trinity of 2020, and I think they take this game by more than three points. Man, this is tough. This is, oh, this is so tough. Um, both teams are incredible teams, and I, I, I really mean that. There's a lot of talent in this game, a lot of talent that's going to be playing on the next level on Saturdays um, for the next four to four years. You know, I it's going to be awesome to watch, and I can't wait to do it. But uh, to pick this game is so tough. I, I think this is going to be a one-score game. Um, Man, with that being said, give me – oh, man, give me the Hillers by one. Wow. You're picking the mm -hmm. under on a three-point spread. That give me the guts. Hillers by one. I, I know. I, 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 I'm rooting for both teams. i got to be honest. I really – have been fond of both teams. I've really followed both teams really close. Um, I mean, I've, we, we both have a really good friend in Chase Johnson, who's coach on Washington, an assistant coach. Um, and then this Trinity team, I don't know why, I've just been really attached to them, you know, how they've been playing. Um, yeah, I, I'm saying, I'm thinking 21-20 Hillers. Really going to the Avella West Green score on that one. Um, I, I didn't even think of that, so don't bring it up. But <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just what I got in my head right now. And speaking of the Avella Eagles, let's continue on with our picks against the spread. Finish Go Birds! Go Birds, exactly. And, you know, after that game against California, um, the coach of um, California said to his team, he's like, I don't want to hear no more Go Birds. And I said to myself, I'm like, we are probably the only people that say that ever around Avella. I have only ever heard three people say Go Birds when talking about the Avella Eagles. And, and it's, it's you, uh, myself, and Carter. The only so, other time I hear go birds, it is referred to the other team that is in the NFL on the other side of the state that I'm not going to mention. So maybe we gave California some um, poster board material last week with our podcast because apparently their coaches were telling the, um, the California Trojans uh, go birds before the game and after the game um, to get them motivated. Uh, but speaking of Avella, uh, they tried to rebound against Mapletown and Mapletown beat Manesson 30-6 to to maybe give them a little hope 
But either way, Avella, 24-point favorites on the road. Mapletown beat Avella twice last year. Um, that seems so far long ago now that Avella is 3-1 uh, and one this year. Uh, I think the Eagles with the over on this one. I think this is a... This is basically a rivalry now with these two teams playing each other twice a year, um, and I, I got to take the Eagles with the over. Yeah, I think the best thing to happen to Mapletown this year is only getting to play Avella once. So, uh, you know, with that being said, I think I got the Eagles on the over. And then moving on into another Tri-County South matchup, Jefferson Morgan tries to continue their um, winning streak, I guess, with a win over um the Benworth Bearcats here at Wiley Stadium on the road against California. Uh, California, 28-point favorites. Are we going to see Jaden Zusak score five more touchdowns? He's done it two weeks in a row. I think he does it three. Take me, Give me the over on the 28. Yeah, give me the over as well. I don't know about five touchdowns, but I think he gets three straight games with over 200 yards rushing. For, I think that's a given at this point. Um, but we'll see. They might just take him out. Uh, if they score enough points, they didn't against um, they didn't against Avella. He scored that final touchdown in the fourth quarter um, to make it like fifty-five to sixteen. Um, so um, maybe he'll get a little bit of rest to the end of this game. But either way, definitely over two hundred yards. Um, moving on, Carmichael's at Manesson. Uh, Manesson hosting their second straight home game. Now they're bringing in a bit tougher of an opponent against Carmichael's. Um, yeah, over on this one. <laughs> Yeah, this game's not even close. Carmichael's way over. And then moving now into the century, Charleroi at Beth Center. Uh, this game is probably a little bit more intriguing um, than people think just because both of these teams are kind of underwhelming on both sides of the ball right now. Um, I think Beth Center is just a touch better and at home. They're seven-point favorites. I like the Bulldogs with the over on this one. Yeah, you know, in the past couple of years, this game's been really wild. You know, it's a rivalry game anyway, both teams in the Mon Valley. Um, both teams obviously not as good as in previous years, but um, I still think it's going to be a very good game between these two rivals, but I still am going to take the Bulldogs in the over. Not by much, though. I think I'm thinking a 10-point win for Beth Center. And then our finally, final century game, McGuffey hitting the road, taking on Waynesburg Central. This would have been the game of the week um, if we have if we had decided that McKeesport was or McKeesport West Mifflin was worth going to on Saturday, basically, so we could just go to a Waynesburg game, rest, and then take the hike up on Saturday morning. But we're not going to be covering this game. Uh, Adam Organti at WTA will be doing it. Um, either way, McGuffey over way over 28 points. Yeah, not even close. Give me the Highlanders on the over. And then now moving into the Big 8, Ringgold visiting Belvernon, 28-point favorites. Yeah, Belvernon on the beach, not even close this one. Ups. take Give me the over. Yep, and then Laurel Highlands visiting TJ. Uh, maybe Rodney Gallagher scores a touchdown in this one. I thought he would have against Belvernon. It didn't happen, but TJ definitely. Four score and seven years ago, Thomas Jefferson beat Laurel Highlands. Give me the over. And then our final game, maybe a little bit more intriguing, this one, the Saturday matchup between West Mifflin at McKeesport. The rivalry continues. Um, McKeesport, 21-point favorites. 
Give me the under. I don't think they win, but I think West Mifflin rebounds against McKeesport. McKeesport, in certain games this year, McKeesport has been extremely underwhelming. They've turned the ball over, and West Mifflin's defense is still really strong. I still really like their defensive line. So I think this is like maybe a this, – this might be a touchdown or less type game. So I, I think – but I think the Tigers still pull it out. And then let's dive into our final segment. We got Amigo Watch, where we pick um, the the one player that we think is going to have the biggest game this week. Um, I haven't even thought of mine yet, but I'm sure I will before while you are picking yours. Amigo Watch. <laughs> Per se, I guess. But uh, I don't think it'll be enough. I I, I think it's going to be. Um, I think Colin Brady's going to have a huge game on the ground for Pioneers. So, Colin Brady. And for me, um, I think you know just because I'm, I double I took the Chargers Houston Bucks over Frazier, and that's really really uncommon for me because I'm just such a huge Frazier Commodores fan. But you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to take Tavian Miller for Amigo Watch. I think he's going to have maybe the best game of his career against Frazier coming up here. You know, Bucks win to solidify their third rank, their third spot ranking in the 2A century. All right, Jeremiah, any final words before we plug this podcast away? This is a little bit of a short one here as we preview week five. Yeah, not talking too much District 9 football. Uh, no, nothing less to say. You know, looking forward to another great weekend of high school football. Um, look forward to heading to the city game to watch the renewal of that rivalry. And once again, just uh, just have Carter uh, in your thoughts and prayers, you know, he's fine right now. You know, we we're just awaiting the results of his test. I uh, will get tested tomorrow um, on Tuesday. Um, just have him and his roommate, Nick Callis, as well as everyone affected by this virus right now. Just be, you know, grateful that we, we, we get to go out and cover these games and, you know, the players get to play these games. And uh, the community has some something to look forward to on Friday nights. So just, just thankful for that. Yes, for sure. Also, if you want to hit us up, um, this is the biggest thing. We did the um, Backyard Pay Football Pizza Review um, this week. Uh, we reviewed um, Pizza Casa from Avella, and we did it on the podcast um, Saturday morning. And for our game of the week this week, obviously we're doing Washide Trinity. So if you're in, from the Washington area and you want to share with us your favorite pizza place there, um, we will review with ever gets the most submissions um and i think jeremiah is interested in going to that place and reviewing it are you uh yeah of course you, you know i know i know a good bit of the pizza places in washington but i'm sure there's a bunch i haven't been to like i'm, I'm saying i know some but i just haven't been to some you know being from the area of washington i go to washington a lot so uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what people uh say 
So if you are interested in seeing what we think of your favorite pizza place in Washington, send it to us. Um, you, you can be a Prexy fan, you can be a Hiller fan, or whatever. Um, just send it to us so we know what you're interested in, and whichever gets the most submissions, we will go to um, and review. So that's the Backyard Pay Football Pizza Review, something new we're trying out here on the podcast. But beside that, um, go check out our merch on Teespring, go support us on Patreon, all that fun stuff. Um, you can subscribe to us, like, share, share, comment, whatever, um, anywhere you find podcasts. Basically, go check out PA Football News for all your Pennsylvania high school football um, news articles, pictures, etc., etc. More podcasts, um, fresh set of downs, all those guys. Um, go check them out because they do a lot of work just like us, and they definitely deserve your time and attention as well. Um, am I forgetting anything? I think Facebook. I don't know. You tell me. Instagram. Did you tell Instagram? We're new to Instagram. Oh, yeah, for sure. Go check us out on Instagram. It's new. Uh, we're posting just about every day on there. Um, I try to, at least. Uh, we got pictures on there, graphics, maps, all you can imagine. Um, Facebook, same as well. So go check us out on Facebook. Hit, um, Send us a message on there. Tell us how excited you are for the uh, Wash High Trinity game on there. Uh, and then Twitter, you can... Check us out at PA Backyard. That's like our main place where we tweet and retweet our all our reporters. Basically, we're trying to set it up so that you can find us on Twitter. Um, you're looking for an area game. You heard that we're covering an area game. You scroll down, and we have all of the games in one place, and that's going to be our Twitter at PA Backyard. So check us out on there. Beside that, that has been the Backyard PA Football Podcast. I am Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And we will see you guys on Saturday when we're recapping the end of week five. All right, see you. See you guys. You've been listening to the Backyard PA Football Podcast with Nathan Grella and Jeremiah Miller. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or through email. Support us on Patreon. Check out some merch on Teespring. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.